to another edition of Let's Talk About Movies, the podcast where we talk about film. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron. I'm another host, Liam. And this week we have a special guest, and it is Phil Better. Hello, I'm one of the special guests, or I'm the <laughs> special guest. I think. Yeah, you're, you're the special guest. guest. I'm yeah. the special guest. I was, I was looking around then, like around the room, <laughs> and around the, the Zoom window it's like that's the other one <laughs> who's popping in yeah, oh my god ladies and gentlemen talent. it's <laughs> well i, I want to say fair. like i want to say like uh like wwf type oh that's such and such is music like yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like wait hold on hold on hold on wait uh did you guys hear that? Yeah. <laughs> I love the Roadcaster Pro. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'll do a quick introduction. I'm a podcast nerd. I, I am a podcast mogul. I help people pr- uh, promote their podcasts and I run six podcasts of my own and produce 18 other podcasts. <clears throat> Pardon me. But uh, today we're talking about a, a film that I love and I reviewed on my one of my shows, The Feel Better Show. So you guys can take it away. Do your spiel. I'm done. <laughs> I, I, could, I could listen. Uh, I, I was, I'm not even prepared to say anything. So I could literally just listen to you just go on all day. Oh God, no! Not had a very short introduction before before we start with this, but um, Phil, Phil just can just you know just talk about anything. I'm just like interested, and it's like, oh yeah, tell me more. Phil, <laughs> Phil literally I, makes me feel better. Yes, it's a self fulfilling prophecy. It is. What I might even it say. Is. Have you got any more puns you want to get out of the way? Like, I'm thinking. You're writing them all down now. Like. Yeah. <laughs> he was, while we, you were talking before in the green room, he was just writing it out. He was like, I'm going to use this one. Yeah. This <laughs> one. Filling. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's there. a good one, too. Um, so, oh. I mean, everybody knows because they can see it in the, the title of the podcast. But uh, we, when we get a guest on, we like to let them pick a film. So we have let Phil pick one. And you picked... Face Off, Face directed off. by John Woo, starring Jack uh, Jack Nicholson, Nicholas Cage, <laughs> and uh, John Travolta. I ruined that. It was so <laughs> so, so badly. I, I was getting egotistical, and I'm like, "This is good." And then it just like fumbled the words. <laughs> Fail. It's a great podcast, but not a good one. <laughs> I, never said it was a, I never said it was a great podcaster. I just have a lot of podcasts. <sighs> It's a numbers game. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all it is. One of them's going to take off any minute now. I swear, <laughs> ma, I swear. Um, no, well, mate, can I just say, first of all, thank you. Because I've only seen this film once before. <gasps> I loved it. But then, not even... I, I don't want to give my, my review or my feelings way too soon, but I might have jumped the gun. And in case no one's noticed, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> so... <laughs> To see it again, I was like, oh my god. Even it even holds, to the point. Uh, it so I watched it over like two or three periods and I finished it off in, in bed the other night. And I'm in bed, like watching the last half an hour. I'm so hyped by the end of it that I put Con Air on because I needed more. <laughs> yeah, you need more cage. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one in the morning. I was like, nope, keep going. Yeah, I can yeah, do we're this. Going. Just we're just adults and we should not have access to this power. <laughs> yeah. All and all night are doing the uh, Trinity of Cage. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh my oh, god. No, go on. Aaron, Aaron, well, that's it. So uh I, I always try and do a little bit of Googling and uh you know, That's always dangerous. Try and well true. <laughs> With uh, try and get a bit of information on, on the back of like you know what the background of the film and everything. And the first thing I noticed, uh you put in face off 
and it comes up with a 1971 romance film about a Toronto Maple Leafs player. It's a hockey, oh. it's a hockey reference for Face Off. Yeah, Phil, Phil feels like, yeah, that's the film. <laughs> I thought that's what, what, what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What movie were you guys? I'm a Canadian. Like, the only problem with, <laughs> oh, with that is it's a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Ugh. As a hardcore, diehard Montreal Canadiens fan, I will live Blue Blanc Rouge to the day I die. And uh, the Rocket is the only greatest hockey player ever. Um, <laughs> the only problem with that movie is the Toronto Maple Leafs part because it doesn't exist. There's no true fans of the Toronto Maple Leafs. They all <laughs> just oh, they just I like really, losing. Really, really wish. So we do. Um, everybody else, I don't know if you you'll know Phil, but we do another podcast, and our other host on that one is an absolutely huge Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Ah. Oh. He's English. Apparently not. Well, uh, but apparently they don't exist. So they don't exist. Yeah. No, no. See, he he's not even from Toronto. No, so anybody exactly. who says they're from Toronto and likes the Maple Leafs, it's lying. No one from Toronto <laughs> likes Maple Leafs. They're all expats of something else. It's it's not a real <laughs> town. No So you have to understand something about Canadian history. Uh, I'm in Montreal, uh, Quebec. The only 100%, not 100%, but it's the only French province. Right? We used to be controlled by England, then uh, France, and then. They lost the Hundred Year War. England, you guys got it. And then you guys tried to kick us down, the French over here, the, the, the English over here, not you guys, the other English, uh, the ones in Toronto, you know, and they were pushing us down, trying to make us all speak English and not French. And we rebelled. So when you grow up in Montreal, regardless of you're English or French, you just hate Toronto. You just, it's bred into you. It's just <laughs> pure hate. Like it's weird when you see a Montrealer wearing a, sporting a Maple Leafs jersey. Cause we're like, get out. What are you doing? Get out. We don't trust you. <laughs> but like other, something like, yeah, it's like, did you lose something? Like I had to wear a, a, a Boston Boston Bruins jersey once and and it, it hurt me. I, I was going to say I wasn't going to bring that up, but that's probably my team when it comes to hockey. So. Oh dear God, well, it's fine. Oh, oh I like stay, Phil. Don't don't leave Phil. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not leaving. I'm leaving. I, I promise Come I'll back. stay. Uh, I promise I'll stay. I won't hate you because of your allegiance to a team of goons. Uh, but moving on. Yeah, black holes yeah. all the way. By the way, so yeah, the film. <laughs> don't make me drop the gloves, and we're going to go for it. I know. I right at right at center ice. Bye. I'll get my hockey boy out and it's going to be uh, it's going to be weird. I'm going to chirp at you and you'll be like, what is he saying? <laughs> it's okay. Is that because... a language? What's a Chester field? The moment we tried to step on the ice would slip over. So you don't, you <laughs> yeah. don't even have to lay, lay a glove on it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, let's talk about the other, uh, the other one. When you go, other, if you go to the second one, <laughs> the other face off. Well, uh, and, uh, ironically, so this well, was funnily enough, the second one later on. <laughs> is that uh, originally Johnny Depp was signed up to be in this film until he found out it wasn't a hockey film and then was out. <laughs> so Johnny Makes Depp sense. apparently, big hockey sounds. Yeah. Oh my God, that's amazing. That's hilarious. Uh, who would, who would so, okay, so theoretically, if Johnny Depp was signed up to play this, in this version, who would he, he must be? Have been, he would I, have to be Caster. I think he, he would have been Caster, yeah. Yeah, it's the yeah, only, he, the he's arc, the yeah. only other person next to Jim Carrey and, uh, um, Nicholas Cage that could play Caster Troy. Like, if you, 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 there was no way he could play John Travolta's like the straight lace guy, uh, because he's already too like, yeah, weird, goofy. I say it. Like he's just a bigger persona. Like he's more than when you watch him in a film. Pretty Jack Sparrow, isn't it? So it's yeah, but it's, it's post uh, scissors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when he hits scissors, at, when he hits scissors, that's when he became more of. 
him. You know, like nearly every character he plays is like, you can see it in real life. Like it's like Sean Connery. Like you watch a movie with Sean Connery in it. He's not playing like Hunt for the Red October. He's not playing a Russian sub commander. He's playing Sean Connery. Well, he controlling a sub doesn't bother the accent does he so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's no change in the accent he's not even trying he's like this is sean connery i'm and and you accept it and you're like okay that's fine nicholas cage is the exact same way when he at a certain point it just became nick cage is now acting in a movie it's not nick cage playing a character it's just nick cage with a hat <laughs> and two guns <laughs> going slow motion being awesome or in con air just having that just like wavy hair moment that is just pure on film or even being a grumpy sorcerer in the emperor uh, the sorcerer's apprentice he's no longer an actor like tom cruise it's it's tom cruise playing a character it's not a character that tom cruise is playing tom cruise is just being tom cruise in this movie and the same with the rock you watch the rock playing these are they're, they've left being they become more movie stars and less actors. yeah so but if you watch someone like <clears throat> like uh what's his name the guy daniel day lewis he you don't see daniel day lewis you see the character he's portraying but you also are fully conscious it's daniel day lewis going insane because he (laughs) decides to become someone else or you you know like when they become a a star or a meme that's when they lose the ability to hide behind a character i find and it's the same with like nick cage he's he's done that it's the same with arnold you watch a movie arnold's not playing this commando that or this this amazing commando he's just arnold schwarzenegger just having fun and you're just enjoying the hell out of it you know and this is what this movie is just pure fun out of out of curiosity have you seen what is aaron willie's wonderland wally's wonderland what's it called here's willie's but i think i haven't watched it wally's Nick, Nick, some of Nick Cage's movies are just like, I am not ready for that acid trip. <laughs> you know, you're you're watching and you're like, I could go down the rabbit hole and I could start questioning my reality without mind altering drugs. And that's dangerous because the mind altering drugs are supposed to cushion you on this journey and make it fun. <laughs> so you have this when you're going through that questioning reality and stuff. You have that bumper. You can say that didn't really happen. I was high. When you watch some Nick Cage films, <laughs> you start questioning reality, and you're not high. It's like, and it's like <laughs> this will that? change your soul on another level. And I'm not ready for those types of movies with Nick Cage. No, I'm not ready for that. I think I love about Nick Cage. The, the guy was like, because he was coming off winning an Oscar mm-hmm. for uh, Leaving Las Vegas. And then he just he, he just hits three straight films of it's like The Rock, Con Air, Face Off. It's just three straight away, and he's just like, "That's it now. This is all I'm doing. I've got my Oscar." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I've the done the hard life. work. Yeah, I now can play." Like, I feel like some some that's with with some actors. They're like, "I need to portray certain type of characters so that I can get that Oscar." And once I have that Oscar, I now can be who, do whatever I want. Like, I'm now not beholden. Because I can say I'm an Oscar-winning actor, so if I Do want a movie to get done, I am. yeah, it's like a, it's yeah. a, thump. You know, yeah. now can, like you know, it's just like a, a woman's like I'm a, a woman can do it now. She's an award-winning actress. Like once you get that award, it's like a seal of approval. I think that's what a lot of people like when, kind of jumping off topic, but talking about Leo, why so many actors were like we petitioning to get leo to win because of all these amazing roles he's done he's done like he's proven his versatility like as much as you may not like leo to begin with but if you look at some of his earlier work like 
loving basketball, uh, not loving basketball, the basketball diaries or what's eating Gilbert grape. Like just looking at those two things and then going, holy shit, they're the same actor doing two completely different things at such a young age. Like he is so deserving of the Oscar that like it took him so long to get, you know, like sometimes it's like, what is wrong with the Academy? <laughs> like, and I think that's why like, like deserving actors like Nick Cage, once they get that, or once they get that uh, award, they're like, okay, fuck it. I'm doing what I want. I can get whatever role I want. And I, Sorry, I apologize I for swearing if we're not allowed to swear. Oh, you can swear as much as you want. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. And because I know, I think I've seen what's eating Gilbert Great, but a long time ago. And I'm aware of it. But as you started saying it, you got to Gilbert, and my head instantly went imagining a film called What's Eating Gilbert Godfrey. I really want to watch that movie now. <laughs> that is an amazing movie that I would pay to see. Uh, just, just it's his bio. It's his, it's, it's, it's like a documentary on a day in his life. It's just yeah. what's Gilbert Godfrey. Oh my god, that would be amazing. That would be a great show. I would watch too. If he named his show that, boom, it's, it's off. It's, it's to the moon. As they say okay. nowadays. Aaron, when we start this networking push, yeah, that's who we're reaching out to. Gil- Gilbert. Gilbert. Yo, Gil. Yeah, you can Gil. Live, You know I what? Mean, that guy must wait. His voice he... is made for podcasting as well. Like. Yeah, but he probably has a cameo. He must and you do. Prob- he and must you can do. probably just have him go <clears throat> every once in a while, like once a month, pay him, right? Just to go oh, say, yeah. what's eating? Ga- uh, Godfrey, right? And he just put whatever's bothering you at this moment, doesn't matter. Or you make up something, <laughs> you know, and you just have him read it. And it's something stupid, like inconsistent, like not even important, like something not important. And like he won't get in trouble for it or anything like that. He does it and you just play it on your podcast. And it's just like this one section that you have of him just saying, Today on, what's he doing with <laughs> Godfrey? And then it's, <laughs> Parking meters. He has a camera. Okay, it's 130 pounds for personal use. Yeah. We can we can get that together. Yeah. It, I don't know if this count, we, that would count as personal use. Well, yeah, you can always ask him. Like, what, what you do is what you do is you ask him it beforehand. You go, look, this is the, what I'm planning to do for it. Are you okay with it? And I don't if he know says if I no, want to keep any of this in the podcast now because someone else might steal my idea or out your idea. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so cut this out. Don't use it <laughs> yeah. just in case it doesn't happen. But yeah, <clears throat> if and now we're back. And so, <laughs> and to, to be fair, this is what happens in our podcast. So don't worry if we trail <laughs> off. Yeah, it comes back around into, eventually. Into yeah, made it comes films. back around. We'll, we'll make we just edit there. out a whole section of class stuff that I hope works for them. If it if they do uh, decide, or if you're listening and they just left it in because it didn't work, I guess whatever works. But uh, <clears throat> yes, so going back to this movie, <laughs> um, like it is just pure fun. Like my co-host on the Phil Better Show, and this is why I chose this movie because I had just watched it when I reached out to you guys to be on the show. And we had just reviewed it. And I'm like, this is, uh, I forgot how much I loved it. Cause it had been a while since I watched it. Like it's a reminiscent of my childhood, you know, or not my childhood, but like my youth now that I'm in, oh God, I'm in my thirties um, in my youth watching this movie and just enjoying the silliness. Like we sat through this whole movie 
And we started questioning it as adults. Because as a kid, you don't question certain things because it's like, oh, cool, that's how it works. Okay. <laughs> yeah. As an adult, you're like, I've been through some stuff. I've seen stuff happen in life. <laughs> you know, you got that Vietnam stare at points. But you're, we're watching this and they're like, why are they cutting his hair? <laughs> at the same time they're putting on the face. And like Aaron brought up, he's like, when you get your haircut, you always, no matter how great it is, you always get that little, that hair in the back of your neck. And you're like, oh, you're trying to scratch at it. Imagine that underneath your skin. Underneath your oh face. Oh, God. Right, oh. yes. Liam is like, oh, yeah, you, it just pops. Now you're going to watch that scene going. Don't not feel physically sick. Yeah. Liam's just sitting like, there just scratching his whole yeah, face just, for the rest of the podcast. I, like, I never thought about that. And then Aaron brought that up. And now it's all I can think about this movie. And I have to share it with everybody else. Like, the more people realize how, like, mess up. But then we also realize, like, they don't look alike at all. No, <laughs> not at no, all. And, that's, and part, we, I think that's part of the charm. I think that's why, part of why I love it so much. It's so and it's fucking like, stupid. You're taking your face. Like we've seen, we've seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and what happens when you cut off a face <laughs> and put it on your own face. It no, doesn't the, look like the other face. That genuine documentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's a ge- yeah, general documentary. We also seen the Silence of the Lambs, you know, with Buffalo Bill. So like we have some creditation in history, like in real life that, just taking the face off and putting it onto another skeletal structure will not make you look like the other person. There's a lot more surgery. No, they, they, and then they, it's like, they, they covered that. They're like, look, we've got this plastic sheet. Yeah. You underneath. And now your face your is face. like three feet off. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and they're like, I like how they're like, oh yeah, we obviously are a bit, bit more chubby than he is. So we're going to cut that out, but don't worry, we'll put it back. And I'll be like, just, just take, leave it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to like, make it bigger again. No point in history where someone has been able to be grow, like make their height. And, and they're like, don't worry. Like you're thinking about the swelling. Cause you like, if anybody's had an operation, you have swelling for at least one to two days. No, no, we got a pill for that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. What sure. universe, <laughs> why don't we have it now? Like, why is this just being used for this one weird thing? <laughs> yeah, like this yeah. one thing that's never going to happen. And oh my God, it's it's a master class. Like apart from that giant plot hole. I mean, yeah. yeah. So like that's because that's one of my sort of things. One of my things that I picked up on is like, there's so many little things like, uh, like number one, um, Sean Archer's wife. Yeah, we'd probably she's got notice. she's got to notice, right? Yeah. Like well, he no, went you know, from you know. like John Travolta straight laced to friggin' like twelve Malibu rums drunk, <laughs> John Travolta, and like I'm pretty sure like my girlfriend knew, when I had a girlfriend she knew like if something was off by like a midget if something was bothering me she knew right and we had only been dating a few months at that point but she knew this woman's been married has like two kids lost a child with with the guy. And was like, oh no, he's perfectly normal. He must be just stressed. Just a bit well, chippy today. This, this was this is one of my things that I was wondering, and maybe it's just because I'm perverse. But I was like, do they we all know where you, everything. We all know where you're going. Like, the do they adjust everything? <laughs> yeah, because because like Phil, you just said like your your ex partner would like notice something about a millimeter. Well, she, she doesn't notice something by the inch apparently. <laughs> So, well, maybe they were closer. Yeah, like that's also like you as an adult, you start thinking about this. As a child, you don't because it just it never pops into your mind. Actually, no, I, I I've got to hand it to the film. They make a point of saying he reads the diary and she's like, "We've not made love in like three months." 
so maybe that's... she just forgotten. You know, it's true. I don't know. True. Yeah. Uh, but still, yeah. my even so, actually, even no, so, I've, I've seen sure, friends' like... dicks and. Not for a long time, but I could still point out Fivey's dick. <laughs> yeah, you don't like, know Fivey, but if you did, you'd be able to point out his dick because everyone's seen it at one point. Well, then, um, I mean, we, we, you do think about these things, like he says, but uh, but then you just go, hang on a minute, this is a film about swapping faces. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it doesn't really matter, does it? Like, <laughs> And then um, there's the whole bullet wound, you know, from... Yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh, gonna, yeah. Don't worry, we put can it put back. it back. No, I'm no, all right, just... actually, yeah. <laughs> Good. Um, originally, as well, so I think this is possibly after Johnny Depp drops out, uh, they originally signed on were Sly Stallone as Sean Archer and Arnie as Castor Troy. I kind of want to see that film. I kind of want to, especially it, because I'm sure I, it's it like a be... thing between them that Sly's like this big and Arnie's... Arnie's... Three yeah, foot like taller, taller, maybe. Yeah. yeah, it'd be like watching twins. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's what we should have. We should have Danny DeVito and Arnie face off. <laughs> uh, did you guys? Hear, so you guys brought up twins. I'm pretty sure they're making a, a sequel called Triplets. Triplets. Yes. Oh, I can't. Do you know, do you know who the third one's supposed to be? Isn't it supposed to be Sam Jackson? It was Eddie Murphy at one point. I don't oh. know if it's, if it's we James. all were on the same page, sir. Yeah, 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 fully. Like we were all. It, it has to be a funny black comedian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing. I watched that. I watched. I watched Triple One hundred percent. I watched Coming to America, Coming to America. So can't be, can't any, be worse any worse than that. that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, um, no, after no. after those guys dropped out, uh, Joel Silver, the producer, got hold of it, and he wanted uh, Michael Douglas and Harrison Ford in those roles. I could so, see it. So what I want to say to you guys is, which of them three is going to be the best film? Oh, no, all three are different films. Yeah, very it's, different so, films. So Arnie we have the classic face-off that we have now, which is iconically... Uh, should never be touched again, even if they do a sequel to it, which I think they're thinking of, which is strange. Then we have the Arnold Stallone version, which we all know would be full on action. Like it would be the action would be ramped up because Stallone wants somehow to more action than this. Yeah, like way more action, less talking, like way more action. And I feel like it's kind of like a, a true lies kind of view, kind of going well, to be taken like coloring style, kind of like that type of movie. Yeah, and then with the Michael Douglas Harrison Ford, I feel it's going to be more of a thriller type. Have you guys seen the game with Michael Douglas? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be viewed kind. Of, I th- I feel like it's going to be more kind of paced like that, it's somewhere between that and like um, uh, Clear and Present Danger type. Yeah, yeah. You you it's it's a more of a slow burner thing because we don't learn about the switch. Yeah, right, or something happens yeah. and we don't learn about the switch. And then we find out at the end that it was like the like Harrison Ford who was playing the hero Archer was actually Caster Troy all along because they did a switch earlier in the movies that we didn't see, right? We didn't see that switch. So we get this 
two things and we kind of feel something's off, but we don't know about it. And then the reveal at the end and it's like, oh my God, we didn't know. Like, that's how I feel like a Harrison <laughs> Michael Douglas film would be. Like Michael Douglas is the actual hero the whole time. And he was just portrayed as the villain because of the face-off at the beginning. And everything just slits like a... M. Night Shyamalan switch around <laughs> kind of thing, you know? But you still go back to it because it's such an enjoyable film because it's like it's just seeing Harrison Ford play this like iconic role. But then the Arnold would be just like dumb. Uh, like the Arnold Stallone is just dumb. You're just sitting there going, <laughs> the, the, Arnold, the Arnold Stallone one has like three lines of dialogue in it because yeah, it's, it's I, I want to I, I hear Phil's impression actually of a conversation between oh, no. No. Arnold's <laughs> caster. No, I don't do accents. And, and I don't Sloan. do impressions. I dug your face. You took the sly one. Yeah, well done. Yeah. <laughs> took the, the easy route. Adrian! Yeah. You, know, like, you know, I can't do Arnold. I don't want to insult <laughs> yeah, the all, all, I can, all I can think of is Terminator quotes. So, yeah. yeah, it's like, I'll be back. Um, but yeah no i i feel like the version that we got with nicholas cage and um travolta is kind of like a mix of both the arnold and stallone version that we would have gotten and the michael douglas harrison ford because there is like this play on where like the other world doesn't know who's who but as the audience we know so we're let in behind that so we kind of get to see how would it work and how would like a guy who's a straight laces Sean Archer act as being able to be c- clinically insane that Castor Troy is right? So you kind of get that, and I love that ability that um, both of the actors get to show how much range they have because when Nick Cage is Castor Troy, he has to be Castor Troy one hundred, right? But then when he flips and he becomes John Travolta, becomes Castor Troy, or Sean, he has to play Sean Archer playing Castor Troy. So you, he has to start thinking like Troy, uh, like Archer first to play and then has to go into that mindset to play caster, you know? So it's like, you're getting to see them play, do like a double role. Like it's an it's inception style thinking, you know, yeah. as, as an actor, it's, a, it's an amazing part to play because you get to play like three parts in essence. You get to play yourself, the original actor. Then you have to get into the mindset of how John Travolta is playing the character so you have to become that character playing another character. So like you have to talk with John Travolta, like how would you play Castor Troy? How would you do this? And you have to then take his interpretation and add it as your own. So you have this amazing thing. And the same thing with John Travolta, he goes to be straight lace. And we know Castor Troy doesn't give a flying hoot and holler. So he's going to just be kind of himself, tone it down somewhat, but he's being Castor Troy. Whereas Nick Cage has to play Castor Troy playing someone else. Like Nick Cage has to play John Travolta's agent playing Castor Troy. So he gets this more robust character. And I think that's underlooked so much in this film because how much like a, the amazing ability uh, uh, Nicolas Cage has. I think that's it as character. well. Like a lot of people, when they'll go on about Nicolas Cage in this mind, film, Phil. They, they go on about Pardon? the... Uh... Go on, sorry, Liam. I just said you just blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that. I, I I tend to do that sometimes. <laughs> well, it's, it's right because when people go on about Nicolas Cage in this film, they sort of think of that first twenty minutes. Slow so. Well, yeah, that, badass yeah. pre-scene, like no, the pre-scene, like that is yeah, one of the best opening up underage girls and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, just... that that sets the tone though of the character straight away when yeah. he comes down. 
And he just does that wrestling fucking <laughs> head spin. It's just, just like, like okay. He, like, wait, what? He just really doesn't care. He's a full on like socio, socio uh, and psych, psycho. Like he's full on out there. Like he just has no care for what society deems normal. And I was going to say, did you, did you figure that out from the, the priest scene or the bit where he's on the plane asking a woman to suck his tongue? The oh, heart's pretty, pretty ball <laughs> move though, isn't it? <laughs> Gotta say, like that—that that is a ball. Like, cr- like as a man, I go look at him like you got some brass ones to yeah. pull off that, like tabonush. Um, I wish, uh, I wish I had as much nuance and critical thinking as Phil does. I've oh, got dude, here. I just blew my brain cell on that one thought. That was real cool, <laughs> but I've, I mean, I've literally got a note here that this just says brother and sister mouth kiss. <laughs> that's, not, that's not helpful three days later <laughs> but I do remember it was weird maybe maybe you just need to get better at note taking <laughs> uh, maybe complete the sentence <laughs> oh, just don't add I, weird after it like, a brother and a sister more. at one point <laughs> mouth kiss like Brady Brady kisses his kids he did. But it, it, was weird. it was. It was um, Gina Gershon's character, wasn't it? I can't remember her name. Was that, yeah, I think, yeah so. I think so. Yeah, the yeah. So, and there was a, a mouth kiss, and it was weird. You are right. Luke. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Feel vindicated. Um, <laughs> you, I, you know what I like about all these old like nineties films is like because tech was tech was tech. Tech was around, but they just made things. Uh, I've got no like the the bomb has a skull and crossbones on it. Just in case you didn't know, this thing was bad. Yeah, like, it's like they they didn't trust the audience at all. Like no, they thought no. the audience was dumb as dirt. And to yeah. be fair with them, we were dumb as dirt in the nineties. Yeah. Like we were <laughs> dumb. Like we had like how many like I don't want to like we were drinking water out of the hose. <laughs> uh we were eating mud pies like i'm just talking about me here i don't know about you guys over in england you guys are maybe a bit more classier maybe you were drinking out of a, a faucet i don't know but us over <laughs> no, here in the puddles. colonies you know we don't have all that cool tech you guys have no but we were kind of, like if you think about it in the 90s people would be like <clears throat> hey do you know xyz oh do you mean when it does this 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 and you would just take the word for it like you're like oh i guess you're right because I have no, no, I'm not going to the library. Like I'm stealing this bit from a comedian, but it's true. Like we would take people's words, like 100%, like if as fact, and then we'd be like, okay. But then nowadays people, we have the, like we have the power of the world in the palm of our hands. So like the tech back then is like, like we would believe it. It would be happening. It's like, it's like when, when I, I mean, I think we're all of a similar age as well. So I think maybe it's like when you heard back then, uh, you were it was in a film or something, and they'd be like, "This is an EMP, the National Electromagnetic Pulse, and it's got to knock out." And it was like that was the first time you heard it. So you'd be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense." Okay, I didn't right. know those things existed. Yeah, and now yeah. we hear it, and they're still explaining it in films and everything. And you're like, "I don't. I mean, I know. I've got Google. Like, I can." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mind, or you can, you can how many turn people to fell for the Millennium Bug. Well, exactly. Yeah. Was the Millennium Bug a thing over there, by the way? Millennium? Uh, yeah. yeah. Did okay, we right. uh, did we have a root cellar full of stuff? No, because I trusted <laughs> that the uh, the world wasn't going to end because I knew smarter people were working on it than what was reported on the news. Like, 
<clears throat> and if a computer just resets to zero zero, who cares? Yeah. It's like it's <laughs> it's not wiping out the universe. Like we can we can fix things, like we'll make things better. And this is why like I love what's coming out of like Silicon Valley and all this tech that's coming out because one, it's gonna make movies even better. Cause like think about watching a movie in the metaverse now. Like you can be fully in the movie. Like you can be like, have you ever wondered what was happening behind the camera? Well, you can turn around and you can see. And the camera's gonna be like 360 now. You can get a, like a three virtual, like just sitting in your house, boom, you're in the metaverse. You know, you put your Oculus on and you can either watch the movie like front facing or you can be the character. Well, yeah, Aaron gets that. fed or f- something. I'm very confused. Um, but yeah, he just, like he just asked his wife if um, she wants to suck his tongue. <laughs> like the brother and sister from uh, <laughs> from this movie but yeah like just imagine if we could be in that movie like walking along with the characters while this movie is playing out you're th- you're like fully in the scene you're looking from like a spectator's point of view like how cool would that be like you're kind of immersed in the movie and you're getting to watch this client like just sit there and just watch the slow motion happen you're like everything's actually in slow motion that's freaking amazing Look, even even the Dolly dude is going in slow motion. You know, like, <laughs> oh, I, I would love to watch this movie in like the metaverse. Yeah, sorry, I, I just went me, on a random tangent. No, I, I like it. I more than welcome to. It took. I was about 20, 20 30 minutes in, and I said to myself, "This feels like a John Woo film." <laughs> is it? Hang on, hang on. Let me guess. It was the bit where they were jumping through the air in slow motion, firing guns with both hands, <laughs> and you're like, where are the doves? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oh, I got that on, yeah, on, yeah. First of all, on the, on the um, random just somersaults and flips, because there's a lot. Yes. Unnecessarily, but I love it. It's but the I 90s, like, baby. It's the 90s, <laughs> it's yeah. But I was like, <laughs> is this just, is this what the Matrix looks like? Not in slow mo. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's just, just needless rolls. And I'm flip. just finishing watching <laughs> the Matrix uh, Resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen that yet, so no spoilers, please. Uh, but, um, it's it's interesting. I'm looking at it different than most people are watching it. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting film, and I understand why it got the hate it did. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I liked it, but. Um... I'm enjoying it so far. Like I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm watching it in parts as well because it's like, oh, I got 15. I got an hour. I'm going to watch it here. Uh, I have to go do work. Come back an hour later, watching it in parts Mm -hmm. instead of just wasting a full like three hours and then not have any motivation. Be like, okay, I'm going to pause it here because I need to pause it to get to work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, do yourself a favor because apparently Face Off is reviewed way better. Anytime there's a slow motion bit, click fast forward just so you can, so it feels a bit more like Face Off. And then go back to normal speed. You will. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll watch. I'll finish watching this one through, and then any bullet time, I'm gonna fast forward. <laughs> uh, go on, Aaron. You were saying something. Um. No. I oh, sorry. Um, sorry. Screw you, Aaron. Yeah. No. That's another point. Um. Was the doves? The goddamn doves in the cinema. That's a trope. Where did that originate? It's John Woo's no signature idea. thing, isn't it's, it? It's John Is it a John Woo Like, you know how Spielberg has, like, this crazy close-up that he does in every movie? Like, he has this close-up of his characters. It's the Spielberg close-up. Like, mm. it's just... Spike, he does it. Spike Lee has that one where it's, like, 
it's the panic. It follows somebody, a character, but they don't want like the walking on like a dolly, whatever. Yeah. Like every director has their own little signature that, so like it's their, like it's a, pa- a painter's signature on their artwork, you know? And so they have that, that that's how, you know, it's a, like Abrams is the lens flare. Like you watch any Abrams film, it could be a, a romantic comedy. There's going to be a lens flare for some reason in it. Uh, Kevin Smith, you know, he has like the, okay. the like a lot of talking <laughs> just just talking it's just like this movie is not 90 99% verbal diarrhea but it's great because it's relatable but like he has those like you each director kind of has their nuances scenic, yeah nuances no, to I, I i always assumed it was just like a, a martial arts generic trope yeah or oh, like a, a show like a mexican standoff or some sort of yeah just a, a generic no, trope but i was trying to find out the origin of it and it's John Woo just being like, "This is what I like in my movies." Yeah, it's about to go down. So people, people, yeah. are, people jumping in slow motion, shooting guns and doves. That's there is too like badly though, because not to jump ahead in the film, and we're flicking all over the place here. There's like four of them. I like a good Mexican standoff. There's like four of them in like a square, literally pointed at each other. Now I don't know if you ever shot a gun. But then bullets go pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, like there, there's no dodging, ducking, weaving. Like if someone's pointing a gun, you got a you're good chance. You, you need to be moving before they shoot. All but like one bullet misses. I'm like, how fucking bad are these mass murderers that kill a lot of people with guns? Like, <laughs> oh, same with the Matrix. They're running down a hallway that's contained. <laughs> like, you got to be like the worst shooter in the world to miss because that's a straight line shot and i like, i play <laughs> call of duty and they they're getting their bullets on like, i hit that really, shot every day <laughs> and it's like they're in a corridor i'm getting mowed down when i run down a corridor or i'm running away from a corridor and i'm like how are you missing all, all i can think of is the bit from uh it's always sunny in philadelphia where he's like max like i'll just zigzag like yeah, I just just move the gun. It's not going to stop you. <laughs> or you just like, um, like you always go this way. I'm just going to line up. And yeah. Yeah. You're going to end up running in the middle at one point, and it's going to hit you. Like I got a good chance. Uh, Aaron, sorry to interrupt no, you that time. You now you can go. Uh, oh no, no, you can't. Please <laughs> yeah. on from this. Son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> I've got a note here that says I fucking love this film. Yes. Then yes. three years on, John Woo makes Mission Impossible 2. Just to place it out there. See, the problem with Mission Impossible 2 is that they didn't they didn't push it enough. They they tried to stay safe. And there was like really hard thing because like they can't bring someone back from the dead because it's already been done. So where do you go from there? So they're like, uh, 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 we don't know what to do, but we need to make something really cool. Uh, uh, and so like, they just was like, let's just take the regular story and kind of like add only one bit. And then it's like, no, you need to do something bigger. You need to go bigger. And I, and they also had, they, they handcuffed John Woo. Like John Woo is a storyteller, a visual storyteller. You need to let him tell the story through his visuals. Cause that's what you're going to get. You're going to get these amazing moments, which will like the opening sequence. I'm sorry. The opening sequence when he's climbing the rock face is is badass like that is 
amazing. The story was shit. In the <laughs> one. Right. Uh, before you say that, before you say the story was shit, because as, as a big fan of this film, I'm just going to put a few things out there. Okay. There's a big threat in, in Face Off that is a virus that's about to go down. There's a big threat in Mission Impossible 2 that there's a virus that's about to go down. I this. Key thing in Face Off is that they're ripping people's faces off and putting over them over each other. Mission Impossible. I don't. I'm not going to have to finish this sentence. You may have to. For I, the, think uh, hi- I, I think they hired John Woo to be like, "Mate, we've got no ideas. <laughs> Can you, what, what have you got?" And he's like, "Well, I came up with this film a few years ago. It's pretty popular. Do it again, but with Tom Cruise." I think that's where Mission Impossible Two came from. Is Face Off. I think they just carbon copy. I think they've already done the remake, but just put a, a, a different name over it. So what we're saying is it. Uh... It gets I worse. Know. You know how I just blew your mind? You just <laughs> destroyed mine with that. Oh my god, I didn't even realize. Mic drop. Well done, sir. And there's doves in it, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aaron, now you can go. We're saying it gets worse when you work your way through the church of Scientology, though. Is that what we're saying? Yes. <laughs> so eventually there's like a fifth one that John Woo's working on with like, I don't know, uh, Giovanni Ribisi or someone like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just getting them out there. This oh boy who's like, can't, can't swap face anymore. So what can we swap? Has no shoes. I now need to watch the second Mission Impossible. <laughs> you just destroyed my mind. I need to watch it again. It's been forever. All I remember was bad. And I'm like, I love it. Why did I... Oh my god, it's true. Oh my, and like, uh, <laughs> it was uh, an existential crisis. <laughs> Go on, Aaron, yeah. I'm really sorry for interrupting like a billion times. One thing it. I know you. Love oh, actually, Liam, no, is, I'm, I'm going to cut that. It's fine. You're, you're getting cut. <laughs> One thing I know you love, Liam, is when people in the film say the name of the film. I do. So I feel like with this one, they came up with the name of the film. They come up with the bit where they say the name in the film. And then they figured everything else around it afterwards. And is this the best ever saying the name of the film in the film? It could be up there, you know. I think it might be. Could be up there. I'm waiting. We'll have to see what Moonfall's like. Oh, that's, yeah. Because I'm excited for that one. Yeah. They made the Moonfall. It's going to be a (laughs) Moonfall. (laughs) If someone takes his face off, (laughs) puts it on someone else's. It's a face up. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I thought that was because I, I, I was sitting there watching. That's a this. good shout, you know. I know that we were doing this in the back of my mind, but I was watching when I love that. <laughs> yeah, oh, that is, I really did. I love when they <laughs> do that. I love movies that do that, or the ones that that show there's a sequel. Like, yeah. oh, you're just doing this movie for a sequel, aren't you? You know, you're like, ah, oh, this is the game is afoot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like really. Really, that's how we're doing it, you know. Like Marvel, like I think the biggest thing I think, and the reason why everybody's trying to get those multi universes now because of Marvel proving it's right, but no one doing it the right way. It's like, oh, we're gonna just tell people. Marvel didn't tell anybody. They're like, we're just gonna sink this little Easter egg, see how people like it, you know, with Sam Jackson, because of, of the ultimate version of uh, Nick Fury is Sam Jackson, pretty much. And then they're like, okay, let's put another one. They're like this, okay. Boom, and then they just saw it grow, and then they're like, 
All right, we have a universe now. And because they've already <laughs> yeah. built a universe in the comics, they understand how to play every person together because they've done massive, uh, like massive mashups, Crossover like, you like, know, yeah. crossovers, you know. So they understand how to do a standalone, but also have interconnected stories, whereas all these other companies don't have that ability. And now we're finally getting, as comic book fans, we're finally getting the comics in live action that we've always wanted. Like, I want to know what goes on. Like, I want to see the live version of like Spider-Man 151, you know, live either in a TV or in a movie. And so the B rated characters, you know, get the TV shows and that can escalate into being on a movie because you're in the universe now, like being in the Marvel universe or being part of Disney, you just are now have a chance of making a lot of money. Yeah. Because if you get, because if you're in the TV show, you have a chance to be in the movies, and if you're in the movies, you and you're a favorite character in the movie, you get your chance of your own movie. Then, you know, like, and it's even bigger, more paycheck because you get the residual income coming from that. The difference, though, like you say, is that Marvel didn't go out there to maybe they had hopes, but mm-hmm. they made a film, and then we're like, if this does well, this. then we'll, yeah. yeah, we'll build on it. Yeah. As opposed yeah, to coming out and going, other ones are going. We've yeah. got a dark universe now, guys. Yeah, it's like, yeah. don't tell me that you're doing the dark universe. Give me a little tease. Like, you know, have the Dracula, like the Dracula be the start off, right? Boom, you have Dracula untold or whatever it is. Boom, and then at the end, you kind of like, they intersect and you see Tom Cruise like just walking through London, you know? Like, oh, interesting. It Was that Tom Cruise? And then you hear about him having the mummy movie. You're like, oh, that's interesting. And then you see the mummy and you have that scene, but in the reverse, Tom Cruise is running and you see, you know, Dracula kind of walking past and you're like, oh, they're connected, you know? And like, people are like, oh, that's, that's, that's fucking cool, you know? <laughs> and then later on, you know, you have another druid somewhere else. And that, also, that's how you build the universe. More importantly, just make, make universe. good films. Make some good fucking yeah. films for once. Yeah, don't just well, rely apparently on this. the Invisible Man's pretty good, but the rest not so good. Wait, so, is Invisible Man Dark Universe or not? It not was, in, it yeah. was, but it's not anymore because it's a completely. Uh, so when they gave it to uh, Peel, I believe he took it out of the Dark Universe. It was supposed to, but they abandoned all hope, like Dante's Inferno abandoned hope. All he enters. <laughs> um, look at me being cultured and calling that. <laughs> yeah. like, Ooh, Phil's cultured. Um, but yeah, when, uh, when the mummy crashed and burned so horribly, they took it out and, uh, they were like, we don't have, uh, a dark universe anymore, but all it needs is you just need one person who's going to oversee. You need a Kevin Feige. You need a John Favreau, what he's doing right now with the star Wars television series, overseeing everything. He's the main guy. And they had the writer rooms and they chit chat back and forth. Everybody's working together to understand how it all fits together. And that's exactly what Marvel did in their universe when they were building up their their comics right all the writers kind of knew each other worked together and it was a one guy was overseeing everything but gave access trusted the story arcs and so that they just took that from marvel put it into the cinematic universe and they're now disney and disney's seeing like oh that's smart copy paste and now disney because they have that money they can just go copy paste like they can the stupidest thing Sony can do, and I know it's jumping off and we're, we should be talking about <laughs> the Cage movie, but tangents, and I need to t- t- tell this, Sony not listening to Marvel and Disney on how to grow the Spider-Verse is the stupidest thing in the world. Disney can help you 
build that because it's part of Marvel and Marvel right now is the hottest thing. Think about why are you trying to fight against this company? This company wants you to succeed. Well, actually, they don't want you to succeed because if you go bankrupt, they can buy back. They can buy you for cheaper. Right. But if Spider-Man fails, that hurts the Marvel Cinematic Universe because Spider-Man is such a popular character and so many people resonate with Spider-Man, you know? Sony should literally just go like, look, here you go, Marvel. Put our name in there, please. 50 50. We'll put up 50. Yeah. Like Marvel, I think Disney came up to them and were like, we'll do it for 50 50. Like we'll produce 50, we'll put in 50% of the money and we get 50% of the profit. We get to use them and you guys can have. And like what's Marvel just did with the Sony, uh, with the multiverse, like breaking open the multiverse, they solved their problem with Spider-Man yeah. and Mar- and Disney's and Mar- uh, Sony's problem with Spider-Man. Cause they can go, look, give us Tom Holland. We'll pay you, you own the rights. You guys can have your own universe look you can do whatever because like there's rumors that uh um andrew garfield's going to get another spider-man toby may be coming back for spider-man 4 you know like now sony has this opportunity to do it right and if they just work with marvel like okay you get tom you get tom holland and you can create your own version of the spider-verse that you want but you have to pay us 10 percent you know of the royalties but we get to play in our spider-verse whenever we want and we only pay you 10 percent. or it's like okay you guys can have it but you pay like a licensing fee or something like that like it's so stupid right now thanks to marvel giving you this ability that you can now grow and people won't be confused because there's the marvel version and now you can have the sony version Mm. and it's just like and it's like Sony right now is on the chance of creating billions of dollars, saving their goddamn <laughs> movie <laughs> movie empire that they have. Well, you, and sorry, you never know. Morbius could be a smash hit. <laughs> it's going to be a smash hit just the way Venom was a smash hit because so many people were hating on Venom and all of that, but they love Tom Holland. Or not Tom Holland. Sorry. Um, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. They love him because he has a cult following. Just as called Fallen, we'll go see it because they love yeah. like I go see movies because Tom Hardy's in it because it's like he's a badass actor. I love watching movies he's in because I enjoy his acting. One, because it's like he kind of I wish I looked like him, <laughs> and he can act and he can you act better than him. Oh, <laughs> stop it. Oh, stop it. Um, but yeah, no, so like he has that called following and Gerald Leto because he had kind of has that called following, he probably will get off, but. He Gerard Leto. He's not a good actor, I find. Like I, I never really enjoyed him in anything yeah. he's in. Um, I don't know. I, I, I feel I have a mixed feeling on on Gerard Leto. I, I remember the the one he won the Oscar for. I thought he, he was really good in that. Um, was that? Uh... Uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Buyers Club. Yeah, no, yeah. he can uh, like he. Can, uh, I'm. Sorry. Well, then since then he's done like he did. He did Blade Runner, which I thought he was the worst part of. He did. Uh, he's got awful Joker. Was just terrible. I, think I don't know if you've seen House of Gucci, but oh no, I, I, I don't plan on it. I think the problem. It's like, it's the, like you said about Johnny Depp earlier on. It feel, almost feels like now he's. He just doesn't care. That sort of. Well, pressure himself sort of thing yeah maybe there's a weird like i don't mind the joker like yeah. his take on the joker is interesting 
because it goes against conventional norms and he's making the Joker his own, just like Heath Ledger make the Joker his own. And but Heath Ledger was a kind of I felt Heath Ledger was more of a Jack Nicholson style Joker. Like it was he was like like he was cal- like Jack Nicholson was a calculating manipulative Joker with the mind. He was more mind than anything else. And I feel Heath Ledger was the same thing, but just like turned to 11. And then you have like Romero uh, Caesar. Right. Yeah. He played Joker. Cesar Romero. Yeah. yeah Cesar Romero. Yeah. Sorry. His Joker, <laughs> his Joker was more twisted. And I feel that uh, Gerald Leto's Joker was kind of like turning that level to a, uh, like a 12, like just going a bit further because if that Caesar was playing Joker today, I would feel that it would be more of a gangster style like that. That's who Joker, his Joker version is. I, can see. I, twi- would, I would, I would have quite liked to have seen Gerald Leto's Joker with a painted over mustache. <laughs> right yes ah <laughs> oh, that was hilarious i loved it i was like that doesn't make sense <laughs> man, like, man just that, didn't want to shave his mustache off i don't know what to tell you yeah but like that's where i look at it i look at it he took the joker and he's like okay joker's a badass we're in this weird universe and playing off how the stylization of the world was being created i feel that he his character fit now, is it the best Joker? No. Does it fit in the universe that it was there and the kind of feel that I was getting? Yes, because it's a grimy place, but he's supposed to stick out because he's supposed to be this crazy, right? But he's not this intimidating force. So what do you do? You just have these multitude of tattoos because you're psychotic. Like, why would you get tattoos like that? But also you go fully twisted, right? And you you have to go bigger and bigger and you have to seem like like fully twisted, and so you look at the gangsters today and you, the gangsters all have gold teeth. They have tattoos on their face. That's the way they are. And it's like, okay, I accept this is your portrayal of Joker. Is this my Joker? Hells to the no. Mine's Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, you know, even Mark Hamill's version of the Joker in the animated series. That's my version of a Joker. I can accept what he did. Do I, do I enjoy it? No. Do I want him to get his own movie so I can see what he can do with the character? instead of being kind of like a side relic and not really a full-born character? Yes. 100%. I want to see him versus, uh, versus uh, what's his name, uh, Ben Affleck as Batman. I would love to see that because that world of Gotham that was created in the DCEU is interesting to me because I did enjoy Batman versus Superman. I did enjoy... Um, the the justice league not the like i like the style of it the josh whedon i didn't because of josh whedon and it was boring but the snyder version wasn't that bad is it perfect no but there's enjoyable characters there and if the interference of the studio wasn't there i think we would have gotten a masterpiece and allow and if snyder had the chance to finish it actually the way he wanted and not have to use some of whedon's stuff i think the movie would have been far better but because the studio interferes so much, that's why Warner Brothers films fail most of the time. That's um, my... Is that good that he's changed the world's I was say. This just in, the world's changed its mind on Jared Leo Joker. Right? <laughs> <laughs> why aren't you president or something? Uh, soon. Wait, prime minister in Canada, right? So funny enough, I have a few bucket list things. One of them is to have my own starship. 
because uh, I, I grew up as like a Trekkie Star Wars fan. Like, I, I don't see a difference between, like there are vast differences between Trek and Star Wars. Trek, I believe is what we can become as people. And I would love to see us like having that, like being able to go into a holodeck, I would be like, oh my God, you know, or have my own show, uh, have my own ship, right? Like being able to be like, I'm going to go to Mars uh, for a whim. It's like going to, you know, England, you know, it's like that ability, that's something I want. So I love what Elon Musk is doing and Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson, because they, they are pushing us towards the Star Trek world. But I also love Star Wars because lightsabers. <laughs> that's all, as a man, that's all you need, you know, lightsaber, boom. You know, every man g- giggles when you say lightsaber. Like, if you have the choice, either a phaser or a lightsaber, what are you taking? I'm taking the lightsaber because, God damn it, that's cool. <laughs> you know, so I, I want to have a spaceship and I want to have a lightsaber. So those are two goals I have. But I also have a goal because I'm fed up of how the politics are being run and how stupid and why we're not just being placed. Why are we speaking in double ton? Like, there's no reason for it. Be straightforward. We're not stupid anymore. We have access. They're treating us like we're stupid from the 90s. When we're not, we're the most educated group of people in the world right now. Our generation are, because we had to go to university, we had to get our degrees and all that. We are the most educated friggin' people. And we've gone through so much. I just want us to be like, make shit simple. Why is everything so complicated? Life is simple. Technology makes stuff simple. We have the blockchain. Imagine this, you could vote, you could get your healthcare and you could do your taxes all by pressing a button thanks to the blockchain. Like that's what the blockchain brings. Like that's why I'm excited seeing what crypto is coming with because they're forefront of all this technology. But if we live on the blockchain, like we can do everything uh, with that blockchain. That's all your information. So if you get pulled over, they scan a QR code, boom, license registration, it's all there. Your insurance is all there on that blockchain. The government, like, and I, people going about, what about my privacy? Bruh, Facebook. Like, can I just ask though? How does this deal with movies? I have no, 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 no. I, 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 I want to ask a question though. So hypothetically, someone pulls me over and I've got your phone and it comes up with all your details, but then they look at me and you'd think that, well, that doesn't match up because it's not, it's not Phil's picture. It's not Phil's face, but actually what I've done is stolen phone? your, no, I've stolen your face. <laughs> Oh, it over. We do then? a pull of face I'm off. I'm just saying, if we got that technology, what's we're only like two two steps away from face off technology. Taking his face <laughs> off. off. <laughs> I love how you brought it back. By the way, that's yeah, amazing. Well, well done, man. Oh, good. <laughs> like it. Yeah. Liam is a professional. I just randomly go off I'm on a professional tangents. something. I don't know <laughs> what the professional what the bringing is. Phil back on topic. Phil, <laughs> <laughs> you're a Phil Wrangler, uh, but yeah, no, I should be prime I'm minister. A philanthropist. Michael. Yeah, there you go. I do have plans on becoming <laughs> a prime know, minister. No sense at all. No, it doesn't. But we're gonna. I'm just trying to go right through well, it. The man's just... name in it though, so like, <laughs> chuck it, it in goes. there. That was the last one. Um... <laughs> That's why you've been letting Phil go this entire time. You're just like, oh, yeah, I've been, I've been philanthropist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, not to, you know, not to bring you back to the film. but Yeah, that, that we're on this podcast for without my philosophical weavings. Philosophical. Got another one. Philosophical, oh my fucking God. As if, um, we'll have you on for the other pod as well then, because that one we can go and rant and rave. And, oh, Dan, I love that conversation. 
God, I'm so terrified. They'll, they'll just talk about hockey the entire time. We'll yeah, yeah which is great. Anyway. Can you believe what's going on with the hockey right now? <laughs> uh, um, you guys be like, what? Allegedly, oh this film is supposed to be the um, the it, uh, was it inspired Infernal Affairs, which kind of well, I don't know if anybody knows Infernal Infernal Affairs is a Hong Kong film uh, with Tony Long and uh, directed and by John Woo is in um, Shang Chi, which was out you know, back back to the Marvel kind of kind of yeah, back to the Marvel universe. It's all connected. Um, which is then we know what we're doing, folks. In turn, yeah, yeah, which yeah. then remade by Martin Scorsese as The Departed. So people are probably more familiar with that film. Wait, are you saying that Face Off? <laughs> Indirectly Depart- created the Departed, and got all, no, no, what he's awesome. saying is, a la Marvel, it's all the same universe. <laughs> we just need John Sargent at the end, like shooting the rat. <laughs> yeah, have Nick Cage walk by in the background. Wait, that's all you know. Who the fuck? I said John Sargent. That's not a character. That's not, no. <laughs> Archer, Sean Archer. Archer, Sean Archer, Sean Archer, not John. It's John Travolta, Sean Archer, <laughs> Nicholas Cage, Caster Troy. I know it's a little difficult. It uh, is for me. That name, by the way, Caster Troy. That's well, that's badass, just man. like, yeah, but that's just like, give me two badass words. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's like because it's Caster and his his brother's Pollux, isn't it? And Caster and Pollux are. Stars, Roman and mythology, and and, and it's like also that. they're they're also stars. Yeah. So they, my buddy Aaron, he talked about this because I I couldn't. I'm like, Caster's a star. What's the other one? His brother's the other star. There's stars, and you have John uh, Sean Archer as the Archer in um the the the, the, the constellation. Yeah, yeah. The constellation with bells. You know, the John the Archer or whatever. So, it's all so about, yeah, like, so, the stars and stuff as well, which is yeah, it's so weird. And Troy. Greek. Greek. Oh yeah, that'll be it. Yeah, because like Greek. I think the, gift, uh, the hidden gift. <gasps> wait, 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 wait. The city of Troy. What was where? What was the the horse? Where was that going? The Trojan to? horse. The Trojans used the horse. They hid they all the Trojans. Troy. Yeah. yeah so that's a fake, fake, fake yeah. out. Fake out there, you know. Oh, we, we just cracked this film. We just took this film to another level, gentlemen. So what we're, all we're saying is that John Woo just John Woo's like Greek mythology and was like, yeah, that'll do. No, no doubt <laughs> yeah. on... John Woo's just... listened to this like, no. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know like what those guys are on about. <laughs> what, what are they smoking? Are they on the opium? I thought they were outlawed. <laughs> um, <laughs> apparently, the, uh, the boat chase at the end of the film took four weeks to film. That, by the way, insane. There's, that is insane. There's a few good, like six stunts in this. There's a shotgun kill where he gets flown back, which is what, like sick wire work. But there's the stunt where he gets thrown off the speedboat and he's like hanging on the side. Oh, that's yeah. ace. But then, like, like two like, seconds later, he's just on, yeah, he's on water <laughs> skis, and that is not ace. I thought, <laughs> you meant, I thought you meant the bit at the end where the boat like crashes. And the guys get flung about like thirty feet in the air. That's really good as well. And they just kind of land on sand, which like sand is pretty unforgiving if you've ever like. Yeah, that that is not a comfortable landing for anybody involved. These guys just get up, dust themselves down a bit, like you know. 
these guys, these guys get swap faces <laughs> and been sound in like an hour. Yeah, I don't think a bit of sand's gonna hurt them. Can't I can't Although, pick faults with it because it's a film about switching faces. It just yeah. <laughs> right there. You can't stress enough. This is a film about switching faces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the that, identity of someone else by just removing their face, <laughs> taking it off, and putting it on someone else's with a plastic sheet under, which is supposed to show. <laughs> the curvature of the other person without adding any extra f- inches on the person's face and then their body being completely I don't know. Look, the same. Looking at John Travolta, I could definitely believe that he's wearing someone else's face because <laughs> someone's because his face looks like it's got like six inches on top of what it should do. Um, not to fat shame him or anything. It just looks You're weird. horrible and I love it. Um, <laughs> I've never seen a film care so little about Continuity. I was going to say stunt doubles. But they're not stunt doubles. They're just stunt people. They're just fill-ins. Because they look nothing like who they're meant to look like. <laughs> just There's like John Travolta does not look like Nick Cage. And Nick Cage <laughs> does not look like John Travolta, but no, they switch places. No. Yeah, so maybe maybe John was like, well, if they believe that, they believe this. Yeah. <laughs> they don't believe anything. Yeah. <laughs> I would love for them to remake this film. But instead of, like, it's face off, it's like you it, they're not taking the face off. They're switching... The brain, like they're switching consciousness to the other person. That's what it is. That's the trap. <laughs> uh, I feel, I, I feel like that has been done, but I can't think of freaky something. Friday, like, yeah, freaky yeah, Friday. Like a freak, yeah, there was yeah. that yeah, one that came out. Um, what was that one that came out a couple of, last year, maybe with the? Uh, Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, the serial killer one. Yeah, Vince that's Vaughan the one. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn plays oh, like yeah. a serial killer who gets switched into like a teenage girl's body. There so you it's go. quite funny seeing Vince Vaughn act like a teenage girl. So did they did Freaky Friday kind of inspire this movie that in case inspired the department? <laughs> Internal affairs Internal <laughs> affairs, which Freaky this Friday is, a deep is in the same hole. universe as the departed and face off. Confirmed. I mean everything comes back to Citizen Kane if you go back far enough for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um my I, I've I don't know how many more notes you've got, Liam. Uh I'm not not legible ones. <laughs> How I drunk don't... were you? My last one is, and you kind of mentioned it before a little bit, Phil, is there is a plan for this film to get a sequel, which at the moment is going to be directed by Adam Wingard. And his last film was something we covered on the, a previous podcast is Godzilla vs. Kong. So uh, the man's obviously got big titans fighting each other. Where is he going to go with face-off two? Sound, um, sign me I mean, John Travolta's a big titan. He is big. Uh, <laughs> Get another one in, Liam. Fuck you, John Travolta. Nug, nug, when nug did his star fall? Uh, like, yeah, not long fiction. after this. I yeah, of course. Uh, I think there was some controversy or something. It, like when he did uh, hairspray, I think around the time he did hairspray, people were like, "What are you doing? Why are you?" People are like, "That's not your hair." Well, he because he played the mom, right? And then there was this controversy that he's gay and or he's a closet and all this stuff, and it just started like bad press. And then it then there was the infamous um, like I think it's ScarJo kind of like lick or kiss or something at uh, on a red carpet. There was like, I don't know what happened to John Travolta. I mean, the guy hey, feel was free to like, make something old. That's what we usually do on this podcast. Yeah, we always sort of lie about celebrities. It's fine. Um, we, uh, I mean, the, the guy's like 
the Scientology thing is weird, yeah. isn't it? And that's and when, when it was like Battlefield Earth was 2000, I want to say. That was filmed here in Montreal. There you go. You see, and, claim to fame. Oh, God, not, not, a, not a fame <laughs> that I want. Um, he uh, and one of my friends nearly got it, but he was too tall. My friend is 6'6", and because they were looking for a specific height to play the background creatures. I mean, that would you, that would make sense if it was like Tom Cruise film, I understand, because yeah. it, would, it would just be like, like you know, this much of him, like, on and the, then the legs. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we only doing close-ups of Tom Cruise? Don't ask questions. He looks really weird, and we don't <laughs> want to bring it up. Don't, don't look him in the eye. <laughs> I mean, one, on the plus side, though, all jokes aside, he is bald now, John Travolta, and he looks some power to him for going for it. Yeah. Like he's embracing it. I think he was just coming to terms with who he is as a person in total, but yeah, it's not the John Travolta of old. Um, I say Tom Cruise then? Fuck. I don't think he did. Oh, well, John Travolta's... Did, did I, I say Tom Cruise? Because I, I, I don't know if I did. I, I probably know. did. I messed Look up. Look at us. Fucking... John Travolta's bald It's late. Now. It's like, <laughs> It's like 10 o'clock uh, for you guys. I'm sorry, John Travolta, for like going in on you. I didn't mean to. I do quite like you. I used to think he was <laughs> like he's listening. <laughs> you never know. He may be. If he I was, think... he's turned it off by now, so you're fine. Did he used to go out with someone who was royalty? Because I, in my head, when I was a kid, I thought he was like <laughs> fake, like royalty. We're going somehow. down some dark holes soon, ladies and gentlemen, into Liam's yeah. childhood. I also I, thought I feel that like, no, I feel like he was he was with his wife for like forever, wasn't yeah. he? I think. I think they only recently divorced, if anything. Uh, no, I think she didn't. She died. Oh, she didn't. Eleven, Olivia Newton John. Was he married to her? No, that's, you're just thinking of the film Greece. Yeah, just thinking of Greece, where they went off into heaven. Um, uh, no, no, he's, he was with his wife for like nearly yeah, thirty years, um, and she died like a couple of years ago. Oh, she so did. She, yeah. yeah. So. Don't just we don't mind you disparaging celebrities, Liam, but don't disparage the dead. Yeah, true. <laughs> I just I just thinking of that um arrest development bit where it's like, oh, I know you're the big marriage expert, John Travolta, except oh wait, your wife is dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh blow blow. You can cut that if you want. John's, John's <laughs> definitely gone now. Um... <laughs> yeah, it's easy. The lawsuits are incoming. He's crazy. It's okay if you say it's satire, then it's fine. That's my fear. <laughs> yeah. I do not endorse any of the comments made on this podcast. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I don't know if I, I'm kind of tapped. I think on this film now, it's I, I, I will get to ratings. You reckon? Yeah, I'm good with that. William. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. So at the end of each film podcast, we like to give a film a star rating out of five, but you can give halves. Okay. So let's start with Liam. We'll go with Liam first and we'll come to Phil after. I am going to give this film, as ridiculous as it is, a four. Okay. Four out of five, because, yeah? Because it's fucking stupid and I'm fine <laughs> with that. It's like, as much as it's a bad movie, it's an equally great movie at the same time. And I just love it for it. Yeah. Because it's not always like, oh, it's cringy. I, I, I could have, I'm doing this mini review now. 
but I should have probably done this over the last hour rather than just reading um, notes that you can't here. read. <laughs> yeah. Brother, sister, Malchus. I like this uh, film. It's been, yeah, it's, it's been a long time since I've seen it. And yeah, I'm hyped. I'm still hyped days later <laughs> from watching it. So yeah, solid four out of five. Uh, Usually, by the way, everything gets a three for some reason. I was going to say, like yeah. and the weird thing as well is that me and you are usually aligned on everything, aren't we, pretty much? Yeah. So you're going to be really shocked when I give it a four. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think my, my logic was the same. It's, it's a 100-mile-an-hour film. It is zero logic, but it's just fun. It's just so fun. And, uh, yeah. So then uh, over to you, Phil. What's, what's your score? Four and a half. Okay. This oh. film... So, you know, every single actor is enjoying their time on this film. You can see it just by how they're doing it. So that just adds so much more fun to the audience watching it because they're they're enjoying what they're doing. They're enjoying their work. Like you can watch some movies and you're like, okay, the actors are just like either phoning it in, they don't give a crap, or they're just there. They're they're giving their best what uh, what they can. But you watch a movie like this and it's like the actors are enjoying playing these characters. The actors are enjoyed in this world. So that just brings more joy to the watching the movie because you can see the happiness they have with it. And then just the pure like stupidity of this movie, like that just makes it fun. Like that's what I loved about the 90s movies. It was turn off your brain, enjoy this popcorn film and just stuff your face full of popcorn and just just enjoy all the beautiful colors coming at you and all the beautiful action. And that's like, I think, what people forget about blockbuster films. Like that's what it's not thinking films. They turn off your brain. They take you through the most ridiculous place in the universe that you never thought possible. And you're like, it could happen, but the popcorn is just like just being shoveled in and you're enjoying your time with it no matter what. I agree with that. And I think you're kind of right in what you're saying about like the nineties films in the way that, I mean, like you said, we will just, you know, as an example, we can use those three uh, cage films, you know, this, the rock, Connor, all three are like, take your brain out, kind of really aged popcorn. But I feel like a lot of the, the popcorn films nowadays kind of lose something in that. There's, there's, they're either leaning way too into the stupid, like numerous Fast and Furious films for me, yeah. or uh, or they're trying to be too clever with it. There's, they, they can't seem to find the, the happy middle that this finds, I think, for me. Yeah, fully. Fully. I or, really like popcorn, uh, so it's perfect for me. <laughs> Liam does like popcorn, so that's all. Here's the thing: like the whole, the whole time you were, you were talking, and he was just like, "God, I could go for some popcorn." <laughs> Literally, like, I'm not. Dying. I think I've got some popcorn in the cupboard. Yeah, have some. But if you look at it, like this movie, there is no love story. It's straight a revenge flick. End of discussion. It's a one level story. It's a revenge flick, and that's it. But when you go into other movies, they go. Like, um, I don't agree. What about the brother and sister? <laughs> Again, <laughs> there's the there is the also the weird bit where it feels like maybe uh, caster as Sean is coming on to Sean's daughter, which is there's a whole different thing going on there. But um, yeah, yeah, that you, was yeah, creepy as right. all yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. That could be the point where John Travolta kind of started downhill because he played it a little too convincing. Um, but <laughs> okay, now oh wow, cut that, cut that, cut that. Please do, please cut that. No, that's staying in. (laughs) Should I kept my mouth shut? (laughs) Made my bed. Now I'm leaving in it. Uh, But no, like this movie is straight a revenge flick because it's 
John Travolta's character, Sean Archer, getting revenge on Caster Troy for what he did to him at the beginning of the movie, but also using it to save. There's no other extra bits and bobs to it. It's a simple story. Whereas when you're watching some movies today, they want, because they know their audience is smart, they try and take a simple movie and add more to it when it's like, no, less is more sometimes. Like sometimes we just want that movie where we turn off our brain and we're like, it's pretty, you know? sometimes we want that and then other times we want those movies that are like yes make me think make me enjoy the hell out of this movie i agree that's my my take on the world today thank you (laughs) well uh thank you again because he makes you sound so fucking dumb it's pissing me right off. Me making you sound up you're the ones with the beautiful accent i got this canadian accent eh? (laughs) a i can't believe by the way that we've gone a whole like hour and a half without me saying a or it's without possible. yeah without some even mis, not like without trying to be mean taking the mick in some way shape or form you've been too good of a guest at it for me to do i want to that's what I we do that's interrupt Can- it you know why no one's ever mad at canadians because they're all really, too nice <laughs> we're too nice and we just like you're just like oh my gosh i can't get mad at this person He's so freaking nice, or they're so freaking nice, you know? But then we're behind closed doors. We're horrible freaking people, eh? We're, we're the worst. <laughs> and I'm, like, revealing secrets right now about Canadian culture, but every Canadian's going to say it. Like, the minute, if you have a group of Canadians al- alone together, we're mean as fuck. But the minute we have an outsider, we, we turn on the Canadian Pride, eh? And we go straight into it. We're so nice. <laughs> we have our accents, and we go, hey, boy. He's letting all the secrets talking. out. He's going to get thrown out of Canada now. So uh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that big. Justin Trudeau may come after me and may mandate that I stay in my house because of COVID. But anyways, that's all. That's well, maybe what will happen is uh, the people from Toronto will come and try and throw you out of Canada, but then like <laughs> Quebec will just revolt. Embrace me. He's yeah. telling the truth. <laughs> get those English fuckers. Uh, well, I mean, thanks for coming on, Phil. Uh, <laughs> this is your opportunity now to <laughs> I don't think your... I want to after that <laughs> <laughs> no but where, where can we find you uh, you can find me on Instagram at podcaster feel better. Uh, that's where I share my secrets about being the podcast mogul. I help you guys learn how to grow, monetize your show, share episodes of my thousands and thousands of podcasts that I have and uh, yeah. That's the best place. And I go live every uh, Monday to Friday in my Facebook group, uh, the Better Podcast and Growth Group on Facebook. And if you want to learn how to grow your podcast, that's the, probably the best place because I'm there to answer your questions. Excellent. Um, where can everybody find us, Liam? Liam, it's just right, like joining. I'm, 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 I'm searching. You, you, you do. You. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Better, so, sorry. Say one more time for me. The Better Podcasting. Better, uh, better podcasting growth group. You can find us. Uh, we're on Twitter at LTANpod. Um, we are. You can also email us. Uh, let's talk about nothingpod at gmail.com. And we, as we say at the end of every episode, Liam, face off. <laughs>